And hello, hello. I can't say good morning. I can't say good evening because who the hell knows when you're listening to your podcast. I really don't care. Met a woman this week and she said, Len, I go to bed with you every night. How do you like that? <laughs> How many strange women? She was strange. How many strange women come up to you and say that? They're listening to the podcast and going to bed with me. How do you like that? I'm a lawyer. You got legal problems. I've got legal answers in better out of bed. The number to call anytime you want. You can call 24-7. We've got voicemail. We'll get back to you. 800-996-4505. That's it. It's that simple. Toll free. I'm paying for the lawyer. I'm paying for the call. 800 800- Nine nine six four five zero five. You can send me emails, Len at lentillum.com. We answer emails. I work with David Brown, Rosie McNichol, Audrey Gerardus, personal injury, Arden Quanda's Medical, all kinds of legal problems. I've got a divorce lawyer who'll answer your questions. You got legal problems, Len at lentillum.com. At the end of the show, I read an email nowadays. So, all right, that's the story. Let's start our stories. We love those stories. Here we go. Corky in Palm Springs. How come you're calling a lawyer? Because I got a traffic citation in the mail from Italy that's over 18 months old. Yeah, how many euros do they want from you? 195 euros. What's that, like $400 practically? Yes, yes. Yeah. What's the ticket for? It says um, moving violation in an unauthorized zone. So did you rent a car and you were driving around in Italy? I, we rented the car and I was driving around in Italy. It uh, would have been the day I was outside of Florence, leaving Florence to go up to Bubio. Yeah, you know, we've gotten this call three times in the last year. And every single time it's about a traffic ticket in Italy and for driving in an un- unauthorized area near outside Florence, right? And there are even websites out there discussing whether or not this is a scam. You know, who do they want the ticket payable to? Um, It's an address in Italy, but I couldn't tell you what it was offhand. I don't have it in front of me. I I don't know if it's legitimate or not. If it's legitimate and you don't pay the, the ticket, the court in Italy could, in theory, they could send the judgment over to a collection agency in the United States. Is that right? I, you know, so some collection agency will call you up. You'll tell them, drop dead, you know. Are you going back to Italy? No, I don't plan to, but I, my husband said I better not because they'd probably be after me. Well, they could arrest you. Computers don't forget. By the way, there's an article in the New York Times. David looked all this up. You, you search it in the NewYorkTimes.com, red light cameras, Italian style. And oh, because- Italy is using cameras to catch speeders and other traffic violators a lot. So it probably is legal. You're not going to go to jail over this. Here's the question. Are you going to spend $400 and send it away on this ticket? Or are you going to tell them, drop dead, screw you? I want to say, drop dead, screw you. Yeah. I don't want to pay it. Then don't what pay do it. Uh, look, don't pay it? am I going to tell you I'm a lawyer to break the law? That's not my job. <laughs> my job is to tell you that if you don't pay it, you're probably going to beat it. And I don't think there's anything they can do, especially if you're not going back to Italy. And even if you went to Italy... Just don't rent a car. I was in Italy this summer. I was in Rome. you got to be out of your mind to rent a car in Italy. I mean, really. It's a zoo out there, right? Lovely country, great food. I love the people. I wouldn't drive in Italy if you paid me. But you know that by now, don't you? Well, I do. I I think I'll be much more careful, but I... You can't read all their signs posted in Italian. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, um, why? You didn't dump enough money in Italy when you went there? Everything is so expensive. You're going to send them another 400 bucks? 
I don't want to. I'll, I'll leave it to you. You decide what you want to do. Let's say hello. What would you do? Well, you. <laughs> you would have got a ticket for sneaking on the train in Italy. That's what you would have got a ticket for. Stephen in San Francisco. How come you're calling a lawyer? How you doing, Len? Good. Uh, What's going on? I got a, I got a, a young and dumb son. How and, old is uh, he? He's 18. So he's a, a young adult son. What did he yeah. do? He got arrested for tagging graffiti. Uh, they charged him with felony vandalism. I got to tell you this. Um, if it's less than $400 in damage, it's a maximum penalty. You know, it's, it's a misdemeanor. But if he, they say he did more than $400, it's a felony. Where did he get caught? I believe he was in the, the inner Sunset District somewhere. San Francisco. What does your son do? He's a full-time student and has a part-time job. Where does he go to school? Goes to San Francisco State, lives at home. Yeah, you know, here's what I would do. Before you go spending a lot of money on lawyers, San Francisco has a pre-trial diversion project that started in 2007. He could be eligible for this, but you got to get the felony graffiti conviction reduced to a misdemeanor, you know. And as part of the diversion program, he has to complete no less than 96 hours of graffiti cleanup. Right, okay. Now, here's the point. He can go to court. If you, if you go to a lawyer, you're going to find a criminal lawyer. Who knows how often they do this or what they know? You know, there are a lot of lousy criminal lawyers. There are a few good ones. Any lawyer you go into his office, a criminal lawyer, you say, oh, a felony. He says, I want 7500 bucks, 5000 guaranteed. They're going to look at you before I go to court, five grand. So your son's 18 and stupid. Did they catch him with anything else besides um, the tagging? Did he have any drugs with him? Small, small amount of pot. Small amount of pot. Did they charge him with that too? I think I think he was charged with it. I'm not sure. Where is he right now? Is he in jail? He's in jail right now. Yeah. Oh, tough love here. How much is the bail? Twenty five thousand dollars. Actually, uh, they they interviewed him for OR, and I can call back after two to find out if they're going to OR him. Yeah. Hopefully, you know he has no priors. He's 18. They'll OR him. You won't have to put up twenty five hundred with a bondsman to get him out, or they'll lower the bail. Sounds like you're not too upset. He's in jail overnight, right? Well, no, actually, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay now. I mean, it's, it's, it, it tears your heart out. Yeah, no, 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 I know. And, and you got to put up all this money, and when they catch him on a Saturday night, you got to put up twenty five thousand, you know, twenty five hundred to the bondsman. Yeah. All right. I so didn't, I, I think, didn't have it. So, so the idea of, of even twenty five hundred. Oh, so was, you're you're not a rich guy, right? No, no, I got no money. I got no money. Here's a story. You tell him to get a public defender and ask for it, and the public defender can hopefully work a deal. He's got no priors. He's a college kid. Work a deal where they reduce it to a misdemeanor, and he does this pretrial diversion. If he successfully completes diversion, he won't even have a record. It's like it never happened. You got it? That'd be the best thing. Okay. Go ask for a public defender. Get him out of jail. See what the bail is lowered to. They should OR him. Get him out of jail. Tell him to get a public defender, all right? Okay. Is he smart enough to learn anything from this? Have I learned that? It's him. What about him? You. You've learned. You've learned to get a vasectomy 19 years ago. That's what you learned. Yeah, just a little too late with the vasectomy. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what has he learned? I hopefully, I hopefully he's learned that this, this is for real now. Yeah. Daddy's tough. You, you, you do this nonsense. You're going to sit your ass in jail for a while, right? Yeah, exactly. He I mean, don't like that too much. He's not sitting around listening to music on his iPod, getting high with his friends in jail. That's for sure. That's for sure. Go get a public defender, get it reduced to a misdemeanor, and divert it out.
Lyle in South San Francisco, how come you're calling a lawyer? Well, I borrowed money from my sister back in 2003. How much money? Uh, totaling $5,000. Okay. And end of July 2007, I paid her back. Uh, I paid her off, paid off all of it by then. You, you uh, gave her $5,000 back. You gave her a cash or a check? No, during that time period, I gave I visited her and gave her cash on weekends and things like that where families would visit. Yeah. And so my wife kept a record, and then after the loan was paid, she says, well, do we need to keep this? And I said, I don't think so. I think everything's fine. Well, now, two years later, she's come after me with, uh, I have to show up in court. She wants $5,000 from me. Wait, wait, wait a second. This makes no sense. You, yeah. somebody, you paid your, she was nice enough in 2003 to lend you five grand, right? Yes. So that's a loving thing to do, you know, and and you paid her back, and now she turns around and says you never paid her back? What has she got, Alzheimer's, or she's hallucinating? What happened here? She uh, went through a major divorce at the end of 2006 and lost everything, and she has absolutely no income, no anything since that time. She's living off of other family, and she's just desperate. She's also got a drug problem. I'm telling you, drugs are something's... It's crazy. Look, okay... So you have two defenses. She's suing you in small claims court, right? Yes. Okay, you have two defenses. First, you can testify you paid her back, bring your wife, you know, as support. And yeah. you got one more thing, because then it's going to be who the judge believes, you or her, you know, and then the judge might believe her over you. You don't know. There's no guarantee. You know, God in court does not come and write on the wall who's lying. You know, if you lie in court under oath, you usually don't get struck by lightning. You know what I mean? Right. So here's what you can do. Here's a guaranteed win. Y- you have, this is an oral contract, right? There's nothing in writing? Nothing in writing, no. So you can say, you're on it. Number one, I paid it back. And number two, this claim is barred by the statute of limitations. The law says if it's an oral, uh, you know, I promise to pay you back $5,000 and it's not in writing, if you don't pay her back within two years from June 2003, which would be June 2005, she is barred by the statute of limitations of the law that says how much time you have to sue. She's barred because this is an oral contract. It's been more than two years since she was supposed to have paid her back. So she can't even sue you even if you stiffed her and didn't pay her. But you did. You got it? Yeah. Wow. Say, Your Honor, it's barred by the statute of limitations. First of all, you say to the judge, don't just come in wise guy statute of limitations. Say, Your Honor, I paid her back. My wife is here in court. will testify to that, too. If you can get your sister, other sister, or brother, somebody else will testify. You know, uh-huh. so you pay her back. Okay. And then you say, in addition, Your Honor, it's been more than, it's two-year statute of limitations on oral promises. You got it? Yeah. You better show up in court, though. And Absolutely. something's going on with your sister. It's so weird. Alicia in Houston, Hi. Texas. How come you're calling a lawyer? Hi. Um, uh, we, saw a, we sold a house in 2006, and we sold it at East in California. I live in Texas. Where, where was and, the house? Uh, where? Where? Uh, in Hayward. Okay, go on. Yes. And now uh, the guy who uh, bought the house from us, he's suing us. Uh, this happened in August of this year, and we saw the house as is, and he stopped uh, making payments uh, to the house since last year. He lost the house. The house was in action. This, uh, wait, wait, wait wait a second. You sold the home in July 2006, right? And you moved to yes. Texas. 
And you yes. got paid 100% of your money. He got a new loan. from You were paid out, right? Yes, yes. Everything was fine, yes. He didn't owe you any money. You got paid by his bank, right? That's correct. And now he lost the house. Yes, correct. And he's suing you for what? He's saying that uh, we didn't tell him that, that he wanted to put a business, and he's saying that we didn't tell him that the the, the area wasn't an industrial zone. It was not. In, okay, look, let me answer that. Mm-hmm. See, with zoning, did you lie to him, and did you say, oh, yeah, you can put a business here, or you never said anything? I did, we didn't say anything. Very good. Zoning is a matter of public record. You know, anybody can check what the zoning is. You know, you go to the city and you ask what's the zoning. And the buyer, the buyer is supposed to know everything in the public record. He can look it up. You got it? Including that's, zoning. That's, that's his work. That's his job to find out. Yeah, yeah. In other like, words, if, if you've got a leak in the ceiling over the bed in the bedroom, you're supposed to tell him that. He couldn't find it out. But zoning is a public record, so he should have known that. He could look it up. You got it? So okay, okay. There's, uh, And anything else he's suing you for? He said, yes. The other thing is that, that square, uh, square footage of the house, when we saw the house, we went to the Alameda County, and they told us the total is square footage. And now he's saying it's different. It's less than what we told him. Yeah, yeah, look, look, look. We, look, yes. it's not as if you measured the property with tape measure. Um, <laughs> but... If you're off a little bit, maybe negligent misrepresentation, not intentional you know, misrepresentation. Look, here's the story. You've got to get a lawyer in Alameda County. That's where he's suing you, right? Yes, yes. And you have to file an answer for, in the Superior Court, even though you're going to win. If you don't go to court and file these papers, you will lose by default, and he'll come and take money from you in Texas. The guy's a crook. He went belly up, and he wants his money back. So you oh. have to find – you can't just ignore this, Alicia – I know, in, in our in our uh, pleading is tomorrow. You, what do you mean your pleading is due tomorrow? Yes, it's due tomorrow. We are looking for a lawyer since last week. We have the paperwork. We got the paperwork uh, the last the last week of October, and we've been looking for lawyers. They don't call back. We leave messages and all that. You have to file an answer. You got to get something done, or they'll take your default. You got it? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good luck. What? Do you have any phone number that I can get from a lawyer somewhere around? I don't. It's hard. To, I'll stay on the line. We'll try and help you. I don't do that kind of work, and I can't guarantee a lawyer is going to pick up everything and file an answer for you just like that. You know, when you're in Texas, they want to get paid. You know yes, what I mean? Yes. I, yes, I, I know. I know what you mean. Hold on one second. You're going to win this case, but you got to file an answer. Great calls today. You got legal problems? 800-996-4505. We'd love to hear from you. If you call... After hours, you know, not nine to five, leave a voicemail. We'll get back to you. We've been working this out. We do emails, len at lentillum.com. Any kind of a legal problem, we're going to solve it for you and send you answers. And we'll read a few on the air. Richard writes this. My adult daughter wants to change her name. Her biological father died when she was six months old. She knows her biological father was a dope fiend addict. Um... We don't have a lot of money, but she is going to college. Is there a way she can change her name? Look, if you don't have much money, your daughter can apply for a fee waiver with the Superior Court. If your income is low enough, the court does not make you pay a filing fee. you got to file in court to change your name. And by not paying a filing fee, she'll say $400. But any adult can change their name. They don't even need you know parents' permission. If you're an adult, you can change your name. 
You still have to pay a local newspaper to publish notice of her change of name petition. Most newspaper, um, they give you a break if the fee waiver from court, you know, if you got that and show it to them. I'm sure she'll have to pay something. But wouldn't it be an honor if she wants to change her name to yours? Because it sounds like you were really her daddy. Good show today. Come back tomorrow. We've got more for you.